Welcome, Sports Squire community, to the weekly quick clip recap. The how behind optimizing meal planning comes from the 14th full episode on Sports Squire Optimize and Align Your Nutritional Goals Through Meal Planning. We all know how important nutrition is to our physical bodies, to our recovery, to being able to build up uh, our processes as we're coming out of our workouts, and it's extremely important for us to pack a ton of nutrient density into our weeks, and the best way to do that is through meal planning. I hope you guys enjoy this quick bite. If you haven't had an opportunity to listen to the full episode, highly encourage you to go back and listen. I don't know about the rest of you, but one of my favorite things to look forward to is my next meal, and I don't know if that's just how I was raised, but I really thoroughly enjoy food, and I love knowing that the next meal is already planned. Early on, you know, in my marriage, you know, it really would offend my wife when I'd say, well, we don't have anything planned for dinner. And, and really, it wasn't, uh, you know, me knocking her or knocking my lack of participation in the meal planning. It was more, I love to just know it, what we're going to have for dinner. So, you know, one of the things that I think that it can really help you out with is, is number one, you know, allowing your kids and your spouse to kind of be up to speed with, you know, particular things to look forward to, but also it gives you an opportunity to really plan well-rounded meals it gives you an opportunity to, you know, have some healthy meals several times a week. Um, you can you can kind of uh, look and, and negotiate, you know, how many meals that you want to make in for the week. You know, how many you want to carry out. You know, in our family, you know, especially during football season. You know, my brother-in-law is a head football coach in a local high school. You know, so we like to order pizza and uh, you know get off to the game. You know, uh, on Friday evening. So you know that's always built into those fall activities for us. So there's always going to be some uh, some some activities that kind of are similar for other people, and you're going to need to um, get in a rhythm with this. But you know, one of the first things first is is you know I think for meal prepping, you know when you think about preparing for an entire week, that preparation has to happen before the week starts, right? So you know a lot of the the different meal planning websites and a lot of the different um, content that's out there has very similar suggestions, which I'm not saying is the holy grail for you. Uh, but it's just something to take into consideration that you may want to start your planning on a Friday or essentially a week ahead of of the week that you're planning for. So, you know, it's 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 a big thing to put into practice over the weekend. You know, kicking off that planning on a Friday, you know, allows you to kind of know what you need to shop for over the weekend. And I think the the earlier you're prepared, the better that you can get into the grocery store during those non-peak times. Um, you know, typically, I think for me, you know, the way we look at things, if we're not planned out, you know, we'll go to church on Sunday, um, and then we'll hit that, you know, post-church rush at the grocery store, and then, you know, it's it's just a cluster uh, for the rest of the day because it took way longer than what it needed to. So, you know, typically starting on a Friday with that preparation and, and kind of laying your meals out um, is is extremely helpful, and then you know, having Saturday to go get it, and then having Sunday to be able to to spend an hour or so prepping for that meal is really the basics of of what this uh, whole entire meal prep process could look like for you. So as you start thinking about what your meal planning could look like, you know the the biggest thing, like I said, is to t- talk to your spouse, talk to those that you're within your household, and you really want to plan out your week. And, and just be extremely mindful of certain activities around the week. You know, you may have um, someone in the house that's working later one night, which means that, you know, either, either a slow 
cooked uh, crock pot meal or the Instapot, you know, all these different types of, uh, you know, meal preparers that we have now that can cook safely over long periods of time and don't require you to uh, personally be there. And it just allows you to, to get your ingredients ahead of time and have a good meal for, for the entire family. Those are great. You know, there may be quicker meals that you can put together, you can grab and go. You got a ball game, kids got to get out. Uh, maybe you have an athletic event or a competition, or maybe you're going out and training and you want to have a quick meal because then you're going to go to a social outing afterwards. Whatever the case may be, it's nice to be able to plan those details into your week and to have a plan for every day. Um, and even a plan for, you know, when you're going to go out to eat or, or order that pizza like we talked about. So the first things first is just, um, you know, make sure you know how many meals each week that you're going to settle on. You know, I think most people on average are looking at five meals out of seven days a week. And the other two that they're looking to, to either order out or go out to eat. And some things that I really want to focus on are just four tips or four oversights in regards to how meal planning really should should roll out. You know, I think number one, choosing meals that give you leftovers, you know, having an opportunity to make a meal that can also give you, you know, maybe a snack or uh, a lunch for the following day or maybe two days after is, is a huge way uh, to, one, help you with your meal prep and help you with your nutrition delivery, but can also just be super smart from, uh, you know, a financial perspective as well. You're getting a lot more bang for your buck when you're making one meal that may provide you two or three meals during that week. So, you know, choosing those meals that that give you leftovers. Number two, you know, cooking recipes, you know, but also adding new recipes. You know, I think there's a master list that a lot of us have of, of different recipes that, you know, we know by heart. You know, I know in our household, we've got five to 10 staples that we know that we can, we can cook and we've got the ingredients for without even having to think about it. And then there's, you know, ones that, you know, you, you really need a little bit more time and attention to, you know, something that you could make, but it may be something that you add one or two um, new ingredients or different types of recipes just to kind of mix up some of those things. So, you know, the big, big thing is, is cook recipes that, you know, if you've got those staples, you know, put those on your laundry list, rotate those throughout your weeks, but also try to come up with one new recipe for your week, um, most weeks. The third one is pick recipes based upon common ingredients. This is a, a no-brainer. You know, a lot of times some, uh, you know, of these different recipes will call for different spices, call for different, um, you know, types of particular cheeses or proteins or vegetables, um, whether it's fresh or frozen. And I think having an inventory and knowing what your common ingredients are um, will help. And if you if you pick multiple recipes based upon those common ingredients, that means you don't have to go fishing for those ingredients at the grocery store, um, which is uh, only going to make it easier for you to, to do. So, you know, you want to raid your fridge, freezer, pantry, make sure that you've got those ingredients before you get to the grocery store. That helps, uh, you know, to avoid wasted food, but also helps to, you know, save money ultimately with uh, knowing that you're not buying, you know, duplicates of the same thing. Number four, this is important. Um, you know, I, I think I shared before, number four is cook things you really want to eat. I had, I shared before, I went to a sports nutritionist probably three or four years ago. And, uh, you know, one of the things I had mentioned to her was that, you know, I, I tend to be very um, simplistic. I like to eat certain things that 
I know are easy, but yet, you know, the, the traditional turkey sandwich, right? Like you eat your turkey sandwich for lunch. And I told her, it gets to a point where I can only eat so many turkey sandwiches before I start thinking about the fact that I want to maybe vomit or, uh, <laughs> or uh, you know, do something bad, you know, or go out and, and just spend a bunch of money on, on lunch just because I can't fathom the thought of eating in another turkey sandwich. But she had a really good point is that, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not that I don't like turkey. It's just it's that redundancy. And her simple, you know, uh, tip that she gave me was, you know, if, if if you don't, you know, essentially, you know, have toasted bread or grilled bread or melted cheese on your turkey, like that's a great way to change the experience of eating something that's extremely monotonous. So, you know, turkey is easy, roast beef's easy, you know, any type of those sandwiches that you're making for lunch. Um, and of course, you know, it, it may be, you know, on the weekends, you know, if some of you, you may work from home. Um, but it's it's really super cool to be able to change up some of the things that you enjoy eating, but maybe you get tired of eating just by adding a different flair, which is, you know, grilling the bread or, you know, adding a, a different type of uh, condiment or sauce to that thing. But, um, you know, I think the biggest biggest point here is that when you when you cook things that you really want to eat, you know, you don't have to cover uh, uncover recipes that essentially aren't right for you. There's a lot of people that like to experiment, but you know, experimentation happens um, you know as a side gig, not something that you want to do for meal planning. And so you definitely want to cook some staples around things that you certainly know you're gonna want to eat. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the segment and the recap from the episode earlier. Highly encourage you to go back and listen to that. But I think that the big reminder and encouragement for all of us is to really look at the nutritional decisions that we're making and the amount of planning and preparing that we're doing. The more green lights that you give yourself, the the more preparation, the more things that you're doing and planning ahead of time, the more it's going to free you up in the future to be able to make things more automatic, which is only going to make you more disciplined and allow you to get into a more repetitious groove with your workout, with your recovery, and we all know, you know, 70% of most results when it comes to, to training and everything is your diet. So highly encourage you guys to, to get into the mode of, of meal planning and not necessarily uh, having to use the Friday, Saturday, Sunday method as I spoke about in this quick segment, but find something that works for you and for your family. I know a lot of you out there uh, probably have several people that could benefit from hearing this personal wellness podcast, and I want to have a call to action for all of you to share this episode, share this platform with four or five friends that you know need to get better. This has been a tough year, and you know what I want to do is, is try to impact as many people as possible and give people some proactive tips to be able to focus on personal wellness. So I hope you guys are enjoying this. We'll talk to you this Thursday. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Sports Squire podcast. Check out the show notes for anything you missed during today's episode. Click subscribe if you haven't already to ensure you get updates on the latest Sports Squire episodes. And remember, as a Sports Squire, your greatest self is found at the intersection of knowledge and action. Don't be normal, be a Sports Squire.